So I have three boys, so you have to understand. There was a lot of confrontation. Constant hand-to-hand combat. Yes, yes. They were about to come to blows in the front yard, and I was trying to make dinner. And I brought them inside, and I said, go upstairs and get your Bibles. And so they came downstairs with their Bibles, and I gave them each a legal pad. Nice. We had a lot of around the house. And I said, I want you to start in chapter one of Proverbs. And every time there is a verb about a fool or a foolish person or folly, I want you to write it down. And y'all, I was so angry when I did it. I just was like, they're being fools and I'm embarrassed. But it actually, we had this great conversation (laughs) about foolishness from the book of Proverbs. Welcome to the Rooted Parent Podcast, which equips parents to think biblically about some of the most pressing and confusing issues of our day. The Rooted Parent Podcast is part of the Rooted Family of Podcasts, which also includes the Rooted Conference Podcast, the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast, Ask Alice, and Thanos to Theos. Rooted is a ministry that focuses on advancing grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated youth ministry. Learn more at rootedministry.com. Here are your hosts, Cameron Cole and Anna Mead Harris. Welcome to the Rooted Parent Podcast. I am Cameron Cole. And I'm Anna Mead Harris, which means I am the team mom. And I am Big C. That's what they call me. Yep. I wish that people people who don't know us, I wish that they could see us side by side. <laughs> It is the greatest juxtaposition of human size. (laughs) Team mom is little bitty. You could definitely pick up the team mom and play basketball with her. Oh, come on now. Not quite that small. Yeah. Now, I'm definitely, she she might fit in my pocket. In shoes, I'm 5'2. Hey, not bad. (laughs) I am six foot five, 235 (laughs) pounds this morning. I don't have to say my weight. No, no, Thank no. no. I, hey, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I was raised to be a Southern gentleman. Come now. My mama taught, mama taught me better than that, team mom. I'm glad. I know your mama and she would never let you go. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Um, and I'm just wide. I just am broad. You're a big dude. I am. He's, he, you were a swimmer, I right? I was a swimmer. So yeah. that means that, yeah, big old muscles and big I was a shoulders. dancer, which means... Little bitty. Little bitty. Little bitty. Put her in a put her put her in your pocket. Dunk her in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are quite a pair. Um and uh plus I'm I'm old. That's like absolutely <laughs> not true. It's okay. I have earned every one of my fifty four years you're and every very uh, you're very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, that's young great. at heart. Young at heart. Young at heart. Mom. Young at heart. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Uh, Age I'm... is just a number, and yours is unlisted. <laughs> nice. I like yeah, it. I'm, like gonna, that? I'm gonna borrow that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the the cool thing is, you're a dad, and I'm a mom. That's right. And we, by the grace of God, have a podcast to sort of talk about Wake Forest he... football. And dang it. Tim, we have to add that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a podcast where we talk about Wake Forest and Alabama football. Right. Roll Tide, go Deeks. But then we really, I mean, secondarily, uh, maybe primarily, talk <laughs> about the gospel, scripture, and the endeavor of parenting. And this season, we are talking about what the Bible says about parenting. That's right. So we started off 
talking about Genesis 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. And then we went into Deuteronomy as well. Yep. Talked about first the relational nature of parenting, how it's about, you know, building uh, intimate connectedness in a family and how training of your child and God's law point towards healthy, healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. That's what we talked about last week. And uh, this week, week, we're super excited to talk about parenting in Proverbs. Yeah, this is a goodie. This is a goodie. So we're we're doing what you call biblical theology. And that's where you have a designated section of scripture and you uh, have a targeted topic that you're looking at in that scripture. So uh, in this one, we just looked at all the passages on parenting in proverbs it's so interesting yeah there there is um of it's probably the richest book in the bible in terms of direct instruction for parents um there's some but but talk to us for just a second here about wisdom literature which is what proverbs is right and how we are to read it because it's it's different from say what we'll get into next week with the new testament yeah that's right so it's really key when you're looking at scripture to know what the genre of the text is, um, you know, because you read the Gospels different than the way you read Revelation, which is it's a it's a letter, but it's apocalyptic literature and it's prophetic. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be quite as literal with Revelation as you are with, say, Paul's letter to the Romans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, wisdom literature, you really got to know uh, the the kind of the purpose and the way that that genre functions or it can really disappoint you and it can it can tie you in knots and so two two key things you gotta know about proverbs okay number one is it's principles not promises all right principles not promises so here's what we mean a principle means that something is generally true promise means it's always true so you know it's always true that when you ask God to forgive your sins in Christ, he'll forgive them. Mm-hmm. So no, no 90% of the time or 95% is 100% of the time. But train up your child in the way he should go, and he shall not depart from it. Well, that's a principle. You know, that that's um, that doesn't mean that, I know, but a lot of times we read it as a promise. Like, okay, if I train my child to follow Christ, if I train my child to be you know, a church tender, train my child to live under God's word, then they're going to do it. That's no, that's, that's not, generally that does, that does tend to pan out mm-hmm. that if you raise kids to follow the Lord in the church and, you know, do it prayerfully and with Christian character and stuff, it generally does turn out that way, but not always. It's not a formula. There's no formula. There's no, there's no guarantee. So what you're saying is we really need to know the rest of our Bibles Yeah. when right. we come to Proverbs so that we can understand them right yeah and then, and then we don't oversell mm-hmm. oversell misunderstood this promise that you know and that's where the book of, of ecclesiastes is is you know kind of a foil of or con- uh, juxtaposes with not juxtaposes but complements okay proverbs mm-hmm. well because ecclesiastes is just all about uncertainty you know, like, oh, well, everything's yeah. fleeting and you know, everything is chasing the wind. Only certainty in life is that, you know, love and obey God and that's and enjoy, you know, enjoy the life he gives you the best you can. 
while you can. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the only thing is certain. Everything else is like unstable and fleeting and mysterious. Well, Proverbs comes off as very certain. Yes. But it's principles, not promises, right? Right. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, it's like, what is the, what you call the hermeneutic board, voice or the hermeneutic verse of Proverbs. So when we talk about a hermeneutic verse, we're talking about a, a verse in a book that tends to kind of be the thesis. That is the verse through which the, the book is primarily interpreted through. Um, so the book of James, for example, uh, I can't remember the, the, the verse number, uh, it's, but it's in James 1, but it talks about this is, these are the marks of true religion. Mm, okay. And, and so the, the book is really James talking about the marks of what does true religion look like? What does faithfulness look like as a, um, as a Christian? Well, in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning wisdom. That is the hermeneutic verse. And so when we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're talking about living with a recognition that God is God and God is the creator and that we're people, Mm -hmm. we're creatures. And, you know, God is the ruler and we are the suppliant who obeys, submits and obeys. God is without need. He's the provider. We are needy. We, we need his So, it's 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 living with this clarity and living into the clarity that we are not God, that God is God and we are not, and therefore we submit, we trust, we depend on Him. And so all these proverbs are kind of run through that filter. They all are meant to take us into the fear of the Lord. That's a good word, um, and that gives us a framework that also harkens back to our last season of the Read a Parent podcast, where um, oh, we talked man. a lot about the fear of the Lord, um, yeah. and it it being, you know, the the very beginning of wisdom. So, um, so when you see proverbs about the fear of the Lord, those are good red flags. Good to flag those. Good to dig into. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So what we're going to do is we're, we're just going to, we've identified a few themes mm-hmm. in the Proverbs relative to parenting. And, um, you know, and there, there were a lot yes. of verses, yeah. think, greater than 20 verses on parenting, which, as you said, there's not a ton of direct content in the Bible about parenting, which what it tells you is that the basic principles of the gospel and of the kingdom and of Christian character those are the primary things that govern your parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just understanding what it lives looks like to be a person who lives with humility, gratitude, as a servant, um, who's not self-seeking, all those kind of things. Like that is going to pour into your parenting more than any specific instructions. But we do want to listen to the instructions, right? Which is why we're doing this whole season, right? Right, team. Exactly. Right. Here's what what we're what we're here to do. That's right. Okay, so first thing. Um, is start with the fear of the Lord as the basis of wise parenting. So living under the authority of God ourselves mm-hmm. as individuals, as men yep. and women, as mom and mom and dad, um, is is what knowing who we are relative to God and understanding who He is and what He has done for us um, is is the uh, foundation. Yeah, and I think like we talk about this a lot, and it wouldn't be a bad idea if we said this on every podcast. But like, we're parents; we're not God. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, have a very 
we have a pretty small uh, realm of control compared Very. to God. Compared to God. You <laughs> Which know? is a really good thing because as a mom, I try to control a lot. Yeah. And, you know, the fear of the Lord puts me in my place in a really good way. Mm. Puts me in the sphere of control that he actually gave me as opposed to yep. trying to infringe on his territory. Yeah. And it also, too, you know, puts more of our hope in God mm -hmm. and less of our hope in our performance. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. Which honestly, like when your hope is in your performance, you're trusting your performance, which is honestly our default mode. Like that's, that's something you have to repent from every day. Oh, but man, I mean, dude, it just the way that you relate to your kids not go well. Overbearing, I, controlling. One of the biggest idols I have ever had in my life that has permeated. One, I want to be a good mom. I want to be a good mom. I want to be a good mom. But the problem is when that's my target. Hmm. I'm going to miss it every time. Yeah. And yes, my, my hope for my children is in the Lord and what he will do in their lives and what he will do in my life as I lead them. That's where my hope is, not in some picture of what being a good mom is like. Yeah. And if you're trying, if your aim is to be a good mom or be a good dad, like the desire to be a faithful parent is good. It's a good thing. But if the desire is, I want to be a great dad, I'm going to be a great mom. Well, then if that's going to naturally send you into a spiral of self-justification. Oh, gosh, yeah. Where it, now your child becomes an object, something that you're using in order to build your own righteousness. Oh. And <laughs> poor team mom, grimacing, <laughs> grimacing over here. And, um, and so the fear of the Lord in this sense would mean like, I trust Jesus to mm -hmm. justify me. Mm -hmm. I trust Jesus to forgive my sins and to, to give me his righteousness by grace through faith. And so um, I'm not trying to save myself through my performance as a parent. And there are a lot, a lot of parents, particularly secular parents, and that, that is how they're trying to save themselves. Or save my kids Ooh. during my performance mm -hmm. as yeah. a parent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, only I mean, Jesus can do that one. Yeah. Um, if you want to die on a cross and uh, bear the sins of the world on your own, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that was not what God called me to do. But like he said, like you said, he did call me to be a faithful mom. And mm -hmm. that is all I can. That is the most I can handle. That's all so, I can do. Empowered by him. Yeah. By the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that that's that's the best I can do. That's good. Yeah. Because he'll give me what I need to do, what he's called me to do, but not beyond that. So, Amen. Good word. All right. So second theme, team mom, tell us, what's the second theme we observed? Uh, we, there's a lot of words about instruction and discipline. Yeah. Um, it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. The role of a parent as a teacher and a discipler is, is um, crucial. And um, I, I'm going to start with the, the classic. Robert 22, classic. six. There you go. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And um, I, I love just you starting there at the very beginning, training up a child. The process of leading your child is a long one. You are playing a long game. Yeah. You are not, um, you're not in for the instant gratification of a uh, bright and smiling, clean, obedient child in each single moment, but you are hoping to raise a son or a daughter who walks with the Lord. 
So we have to, we have to look in the long game and this is really cool. So the word for train, Uh still research here. Etymology. This is, is, uh, here's our our English master's degree. (laughs) I'm a word geek, but the Hebrew word for train there is derived from an Arabic word that refers to the practice of rubbing a baby's gum with a date paste. To teach them. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obscure. But no, this is so cool. Because what it's saying, you're you're teaching the baby to suck, right? Mm. So what you're doing as we train our children, we're helping them acquire a taste for the things of the Lord. And we're teaching them how to take in the things of the Lord. Uh, Isn't that such a beautiful picture? We're teaching them how to appreciate and ingest. Wow. What God has for them. So that's what this training involves. That's cool. It's it's beautiful and it's fun. It's yeah. it's not a chore. It's not yes, there is definitely discipline, correction, encouragement, reproof, all kinds of things involved in training. But because we are trying to give them a taste and see that the Lord is good mm. is the aim and that they would acquire that taste. As as we do, we parents have to work at that taste as well. So, love yeah, that. and you know, I think that that that's just any you know, just instinctive and pretty natural when you're a parent that you're constantly teaching your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that part of the, the importance of like relational connectedness with your kids is because that teaching happens in in real life mm-hmm. with uh, live ammo. Well, you think about it, your kids learn to like what you like. Like all your kids on Saturdays deck themselves out in Alabama gear. They do. You taught them to do that. They they dress up and worship dad's idol. They love what you love. Yeah, true. And um, so that's, that's, we are teaching them to love who we love. Amen. Mm, Good word. Good word, team mom. Yeah. It's interesting too that you see that. The person who rejects the instruction and authority of their parent is asking for misery. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Proverbs fellow. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. A fool despises his father's instruction, but however heeds reproof is prudent. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. So it's, you know, it's kind of, um, it's back to the, um, the Ten Commandments. Mm. Children obey your parents that it may go well with you. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of teaching to be done. Yeah. As, as there is, um, modeling. Right. That's yeah. it. There you yeah. go. Proverbs yeah. 27 says the righteous who walks in integrity, blessed are his children after him. Yeah. Then that's our third, third concept there. Modeling as, as, um, as a key to parenting. Yeah. So modeling basically is walking out what you would like your children to walk out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Living like yeah. living the way you would like to see your children live. And you don't, we'll reiterate, have control over this. Nope. Modeling is setting an example. But um but look at the blessing. His children are blessed. If we walk in integrity, the principle is that our children are blessed. Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing, and this pertains, you know, both to the instruction and the modeling, is that Proverbs, when it's talking about parenting, it's really talking about 
character, mm-hmm. integrity, and spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a really a really key thing to to recognize because you know it's like what what is the focus of our parenting? Mm-hmm. And that can change based on different, you know, um different cultures, different socioeconomic backgrounds, um, and what the cultural idols are. Right. So, you know, you see one observation is that, you know, suburban parents tend to be training up their children to be performers in the marketplace, child competence. And, you know, character gets thrown in there and being successful, particularly financially successful, is kind of what the uh, kind of what the focus of it is. Yeah. So so really the goal of Christian parenting character one of the goals, one of the main goals of Christian parenting, character and integrity, has um it transcends different contexts. Mm-hmm. That's true um whether you are a upwardly mobile uh, New Yorker or uh if you are in the fields in Russia. Integrity means that what you say about the Lord and what you what you tell your children you believe about the Lord is matched by the way you behave. That's good. That's really good. And 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 you protect yourself against that by repenting. Yeah. That's good repenting when you don't do that well. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's um let's take a commercial break. Let's do that. Yeah, there's uh, I think the um I think our sponsor today might be a, a bird dog training center. <laughs> I think I'm not sure. Y'all listen, we'll see if you can take your lab or your pointer, you know, your griffon. <laughs> learn how to fetch your yeah learn how to quail hunt yeah quail hunt duck hunt you know how it is gotta have a soft mouth okay i don't know all right y'all stay tuned (laughs) it's gonna be a good commercial break we'll be back (laughs) hi i'm davis lacy podcast producer for the rooted family of podcasts and host of the rooted youth ministry podcast our podcast features conversations from leading authors speakers thinkers and leaders across the evangelical world names like sam alberry Joe Baraka, Tim Chalice, Dr. Brian Chappell, Rachel Gilson, Jen Pollock-Michelle, Dr. Russell Moore, and so many others. These leaders don't simply talk about ministry in abstract ways. They apply their unique voices and experiences to the world of youth ministry, practically helping youth workers serve teenagers in grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated ways. You can find the Rooted Youth Ministry podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, or by visiting rootedministry.com. I hope you'll join us. But for now, back to our show from the Rooted Family of Podcasts. Welcome to, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Welcome back, You took a pause for the pause. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You didn't know that I was going to sing today. I did not. Oh, I've been working on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Welcome back, Cotter. The, the reruns were like on WGN mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. WGN, you watch the Chicago Cubs. Oh. Harry oh, Carey, oh, Steve Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, so I was Harry around Carey. for the first, the original run of Welcome Back, oh, Cotter. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, old. <laughs> you watch Chicago Cubs on WGN. You watch the Atlanta Braves and uh, Superstation WTBS. Superstation, yeah. Superstation WTBS. <laughs> yeah, man. Those were the days. Man, yeah, for shizzle, for shizzle. All right, so we're talking about parenting in the Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we, you know, we, we initially said that, you know, uh, we, we identified five names. One was uh, start with the fear of the Lord as the base of wise parenting. Two, the word instruction and discipline um, is very frequently used in the mm-hmm. Proverbs Charles parenting. So there's that role of being a teacher and a discipler. Um, last thing we said was talking about the um, how modeling is a key part of instruction as a parent. Now, our fourth is correction. Correction, discipline, rebuke um, is part of the role of a discipling parent. Yeah, I really love Proverbs 3.12. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. That sort of doesn't sound like correction and reproof is not a delight to execute, but it is part of delighting in our child that we train him to know what's right and what's wrong and uh, how to how to treat people. And um, I just I find that such a fascination that the Lord connects that to love and delight. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that um, you know, we don't we naturally don't have a very clear understanding of what love looks mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. as sinners. That's why. You know, the Bible is summed up by love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. And it requires over 600 commandments mm. to clarify and specify concretely what that love looks like. Yeah. So I think a lot of times as parents, we think of sparing our children from pain is what love looks like. Yeah. And so discipline is upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it kind of humbles them and hurts them. There's an inflicting of a little pain, not necessarily physical, but distress. They don't like it. Um, There is also confrontation that's involved. Yes. Which we as parents don't. Mm -mm. No one likes confrontation. I mean, I guess there are some people like confrontation. But not me. (laughs) Yeah, not me. Not this guy. No, sir, thanks. And um, yeah, and so, and yet, this is, you know, just such a... Such a central part of it. Yeah. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. Mm. All right. I'm going to share a story of how I use the book of Proverbs. I'm not recommending this um, necessarily. But uh, one time when two of my boys were out in the front yard, um, they were having a knockdown drag out yelling fight in the front yard. Nice. So I have three boys. So you have to understand there's a lot of. um, there was a lot of confrontation, constant hand to hand combat. Yes. Yes. So they were, they were about to come to blows in the front yard and, um, I was trying to make dinner and I brought them inside and I said, go upstairs and get your Bibles. And so they came downstairs with their Bibles and I gave them each a legal pad. Nice. We had a lot of around the house. Fortunately, they were, they were able to old enough to write. And I said, I want you to start in chapter one of Proverbs. And every time there is a verb about a fool or a foolish person or a, or folly, I want you to write it down. (laughs) They sat at the dinner table for like the next 45 minutes and their dad comes in, you know, we actually, it ended up, you know, they started trading verses and it totally diffused, but um, (gasps) we had a great dinner time conversation about and I, I, y'all, I was so angry when I did it. I just was like, they were being fools and I'm embarrassed. 
But it actually, we had this great conversation <laughs> about foolishness uh, from the book of Proverbs. So I, I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not, but we all remember it. It was quite. I bet everybody remembers that one. Quite a dramatic, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, you can get creative with cor- correction. That, that, yeah. I don't know. That was kind of interesting. Uh, there was a podcast that we did with Paul David Tripp a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. That's one worth listening to like a, about a dozen over times. Over and over, yeah. But um, PDT, he talked about how you know we shouldn't get mad at our parent, our children when mm. they need us to parent them. Yeah. We shouldn't get mad at our children like when, when we are, it's a situation where we have to rebuke them. Like they're sinners. That's not surprising. Mm-hmm. They're young. Mm-hmm. And so that they're making mistakes and need discipline and instruction, not surprising. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child. Oh. <laughs> As your boys run <laughs> on the wheel pad. That's right. But, but yeah, that's what Paul David Tripp's saying is yeah. that um, don't be surprised. Yeah. And and I think to the extent that we're not surprised, we'll be less angry and frustrated. Will we? Amen. Totally. Totally. But yeah, discipline, I mean, like, it, it is just so not your child's best interest to um to to just be negligent or be passive as it pertains to to you know correction yeah and it's also about teaching them not just to obey but to love others well yeah um because so often we discipline our kids when they're out of line in the way that they are affecting other people Right. And so there's a lot of things going on. Um, we, we keep the long game in view when we discipline. Yeah. All right. So last theme here. This one really caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And basically there are a ton of references to how when a child lives in a uh, righteous manner, how it gives joy, delight, and peace to a parent. But when a child lives in an ungodly manner, how much grief and misery it causes parents. Uh, Proverbs 10.1, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is sorrow mm-hmm. to his mother. Proverbs 17.21, he who sires a fool gets himself sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. Proverbs 17.25, a foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. Mm-hmm. So he who loves wisdom makes his father glad, but a companion of prostitutes squanders okay. as well. How about it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So all that being said, I think this kind of like captures, the, I, I thought this captured two things. One, it acknowledges how painful parenting can be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, very, very few things more painful in the world than when your child is doing something bad mm-hmm. or living in an ungodly way. Yes. It just, bereaves your heart yes yeah and so it's it's um kind of refreshing to see that acknowledge it is it is um i think it's important though to remember we can we can make this about our children are not here to make us glad Mm -hmm. and they are not here to bring i mean okay they do bring us joy but their their behavior and how they are in the world that's not their purpose. Mm-hmm. Their purpose is not to bring us gladness. But boy, when they are walking with the Lord, it does make us glad. And that's what these mm-hmm. verses are talking about. Amen. Yeah. And I think the other thing, T. Mom, is like, so I'll say this to parents: like, hey, 
because I work in a suburban context and a lot of, a lot, I mean, most of my kids, all my kids go to college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the idols for us are success and ambition and financial security. And so one of the things I'll say is like, you know, in terms of what is the focus of your parenting? Like, is their relationship with God the focus of your parenting? Their character, the focus of your parenting? Like, if you have a child who's like wildly successful on Wall Street, and yet they like treat their wife and their kids very poorly. They treat other people poorly. Mm-hmm. They have no integrity. They're dishonest. You're not going to be satisfied with that. No. You'd much rather, you know, have a child who is just can never hold down a job, but they are kind and loving and godly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's that's a really good word. Um and we make a lot of sacrifices to ensure our children's prosperity. But do we make the sacrifices necessary to oh. ensure their character? Uh, oh, come on, <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, but it's true. It's true, you know. And I think that that's one of those things where our actions, we, it's good to do an inventory of our actions. Yeah. Do my actions refer, or do, like, and looking at my actions, does it model for my kids that their relationship with Christ is the priority? Mm. Does, it, does it model for my kids that being a you know being a godly person it's really the highest aim the highest intent yeah is that where is all the emphasis you know so i mean i think i don't know i think in our household like we, we probably i don't know we're just not that we're not quite as into definitely not that into athletic success mm-hmm. and you know school not we don't talk about that very much at all we do talk about the lord a lot we do talk about character a lot mm-hmm. and um that trying trying to keep the eyes on the prize of you know what's most important is jesus Amen. And, and living a christ-like life so i think man i just feel like proverbs were really really enlightening and really good yeah there there's a lot there to absorb and you really can um we could read them all for you but there's 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 too many we won't we won't get them all, but the the jet we've given you kind of the five main categories yeah. of um, verses and proverbs as they pertain to parenting, and but it's also encouraging. So I want to I want to land the plane on talking about the fact that the proverbs is part of the Bible, which means that the proverbs also point us to the gospel. Mm. Share with us how proverbs still points us to the gospel. No, I think that, you know, the Proverbs point us to the gospel and that they, you know, you, the fear of the Lord is very well seen in the message of the cross. Mm-hmm. Cross, you know, tells us hard news about mankind, tells us um, hard, hard and nice news about mankind and ourselves. It tells us hard and nice news about God. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what we see on the cross is that our problem with sin is so great that God would have to die for us. Mm-hmm. And it shows us, you know, our need for salvation. We have no, no ability to contribute to that or, or to effectuate that. And so we're totally dependent upon the Lord. And we also see that, you know, God is so totally just and so totally loving um, through the cross. And so when we see those realities that we're, you know, we're loved, we're valued, but we're needy, we're very sinful. But God is holy and just, loving and merciful. That leads us to live in the fear of the Lord. 
mm. a recognition of like i'm a needy creature he's a supreme god a supreme god he's loving and kind and generous and so the gospel really does um point us to to depend on the lord to not look at the ace and be like okay we got the formula right right yeah, Ray Ortland, um, in his commentary on Proverbs, says that uh, Jesus defines the gospel as a call to wisdom. Mm. Um, and Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine in Proverbs and elsewhere and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Mm. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. There you go. So that's um, good. That's good. And so I would I would sum it up in this way. I would say the attitude and the mentality for parenting is that's demonstrated in Proverbs is that of the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Trusting in God, recognizing our limitations to people. Then like the concepts, the practical concepts are um instruction, modeling, correction. That, that's kind of a, a good little three lanes to kind of think about there. And then, so we said attitude and then like the practical concepts, but then there's also kind of the reality, the reality and the focus. And the reality is it's painful. Mm -hmm. uh, it is painful because our heart is attached to a depraved center. And a little sweet, little precious. Over whom center. we have no ultimate control. control. No control. Um, but in that we see the pain kind of points us to, well, it's, the character thing is, key that's that's at the that's really focus on raising children with christian godly character who love and depend upon jesus mm -hmm. and uh that's that's the focus of the endeavor yeah the endeavor that's a good word yeah yeah well team mom that seems like a good place for us to we've landed the plane now it's time to step off the plane okay we will disembark now but y'all have a great day yeah i am i'm cameron cole with the uh team team mom big c and team mom and uh, we thank you for listening, and God bless you. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Rooted Parent. If you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, we'd appreciate your help in bringing this grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated content to others who might also benefit. Help us serve others by sharing this resource on social media, by leaving five-star feedback, or simply by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated resources, be sure to visit www.rootedministry.com. As always, special thanks to High Street Hymns for the music featured on this episode.